Keep that hand clap going, church. Come on. Can we just have a mighty move of the Holy Ghost? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that he, the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto the Lord and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Oh, I feel like praising him tonight. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Give God a great shout. Give him everything you've got. Tonight could be your night. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Deliverance is in here tonight. Financial blessings is in here tonight. When God opens a door, no one can shut it. When God gives you a word, it's ever settled. Whatever you have going on in your body, the doctor is in the room. I didn't come here to play church. I came here to praise with the church. Praise the Lord. It's so great to be in the house of the Lord on this beautiful Tuesday evening. I want to thank Pastor for uh, giving me this special opportunity to preach tonight. feels good to be back on Tuesdays. School's out for the summer. I'm so thankful being the God's house tonight. We could turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 4, and we'll start with verse 1. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. Before I begin, I would like to set the stage. We all know this story. Most of us have heard it. But this is where God has called Moses to lead the children out of Israel, out of the captivity of Pharaoh. In Exodus chapter 4, it reads like this. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it down on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it before it, And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and he he caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. And they may believe that the Lord of God, of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. If I could give this message a title... Just a simple topic. I would like to title it, What is in Your Hand? We could lay your Bibles down and lift our hands unto the Lord. Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight with expectation in our heart. Lord, let there be a powerful move of your Shekinah glory in this place. Sweep in this house, God. Let there be a mist. Let the day of Pentecost happen in this place, God. Let there be an upper room experience. Lord, open every heart, every mind, every ear, God, to hear your word. Speak to me, O God. Let there be a powerful spirit take place in this place. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, glory, and honor. 
In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. Christians are unfruitful because we believe we are not qualified to do what God has called us to do. When we look for something that will help us feel like we can do the job that God has called us to do, but that something is usually something we don't now have. Satan's fear is not just us being a Christian. It's us getting involved in ministry. Let me say this, for if we, stand, if we stay unproductive or if this church had to survive on its involvement, faithfulness, or dedication, would it be healthy or sick? Would it survive? If we loosen our standards, this one God message will start to fade. We ain't going to let this work get to our congreg- this world get to our congregation. This church is on a move. There is no doubt in my mind that God has a calling in each one of our lives. It could be a call to ministry. It could be a call to do outreach. Or it could be a, a call to do a small group. But each and every one of us, under the sound of my voice, has a calling. Let me tell you about a story of a man who took something insignificant in his hand and God made it miraculous. There was a man of God named Samson. God had set him apart and made him a judge over Israel. Samson had a mighty strength which was given to him by God and God had given him many victories. Samson found himself in real trouble He had been bound and was going to be delivered into the hands of the enemies. As he was being uh, delivered into their hands, God's spirit moved and the ropes which were bound broke. And Judges 15, 14 through 15 says, And when he came unto Leah, the Philistines shouted against him, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flack that has burnt with fire and his bonds loosed from his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew thousands of men therewith. Yet he was still surrounded by a great host of trained and armed fighting men. If you and I had been there, we would have said, Samson, give up. You don't have a sword or a shield. But the Bible says Samson grabbed a nearby object and used to kill a thousand fighting men. What did he grab? Was it a sword or a spear? No, it was a a jawbone of a donkey. You might say, what could Samson possibly do with a jawbone? Samson couldn't do anything with it. But it was all he had in his hand, and he had trust in God. And God took that insignificant object and brought it a great victory. What brought that great victory? Was it that jawbone? No, it was the man who held the jawbone who was willing to let God use what was in his hand. No matter how insignificant it seemed, the devil is telling you that the thing which God has in your hand, time, talent, or treasure is insignificant, and it is insignificant if you try to use it in your own strength or hide it away. But take that which seems to be so insignificant, 
that which seemed to be nothing but a jawbone and give it to God and God will take which he had placed in your hand and bring a great spiritual victory. I know that whatever is in your hand might be small, but if you trust in God, great victories will come. David was small. He was only a shepherd boy. But when no one else had the courage or faith to stand up and fight against that giant, David didn't need any armor. David didn't need a sword. All he said was, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he pulled out that smooth stone. That smooth stone. All he had was that slingshot in his hand and that smooth stone. But when the giant fell from a stone, no one was laughing. No one was laughing and anymore. And uh, there was a great victory that was won. People may laugh at what God has given you. They might tell you that it is impossible for you to do anything for God. But you remember David and say, people may laugh at what I have, but God, it's yours. And he will use it to defeat some great giants. For Moses, it was his staff. That staff was, a, was just a piece of wood, but God used it to lead the children out of bondage. For David, it was a sling and five stones, just a little insignificant nothing, yet yielded to God. It became the means of blessing to the nation of Israel and the glory of the Lord that had continued to this day. The issue is not how small or insignificant an item is that is in your hand, but is it given to Christ? It, it is who he is, not what it is. What is in your hand, young person? What is in your hand, elder? Are you willing to give it all to the Lord to be used by his glory? If you are, he can take and use it beyond anything you can imagine. If you can trust a puzzle company to make sure every piece is in that box to complete the puzzle then why can't you trust God to use you? Why can't you trust God to use you? All you have to do is cast it down and trust God. The devil wouldn't be attacking you so hard if there wasn't something valuable in you. Thieves don't break into an empty house. Thieves break into something where there's something valuable in it. Let me tell you, your salvation is valuable, and the devil wants to seal it. Satan can steal my can't, can't steal my joy. He can't steal my salvation. I won't let him. That's why I'm here. Every chance the doors are open. That staff in Moses' hand was nothing but an old dead piece of wood. It was of no or little value of any kind. But when that staff was cast down before the Savior's feet and taken up again at the command of God... That staff has become the greatest power and force in all of the world. That staff will redeem Israel from bondage through judgment and deliverance. It will smite the rock and provide water of life. It will gain a great victory over Amalek. The staff is powerful because God is in it. In itself, it is nothing but a dead, lifeless branch under the hand 
of God, it becomes mighty to the pulling down of strongholds of the enemy. The Lord can take at his command that which is nothing, and if it cast before him, it can empower to be mightily and used for his service for a great victory over the enemy. The church doesn't need any doesn't need more people who think they're leaders. It needs more people who are willing to be a servant. The ones who aren't afraid to scrub a toilet. The ones who aren't afraid to take out the trash. To sweep the floor. The ones who are willing to take time out of their daily schedule to give a Bible study. We need more people who are willing to give their hand, to get their hands dirty. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. Is he speaking to you today and asking you to yield something to him? What is that in your hand? Will you give it to him? Sometimes it is something despised. Other times it is something cherished. In either case, it is nothing unless it is surrendered to him. As the musicians come quickly, the Lord can take at his command that which is nothing. And if it is casted before him, casted before him, casted before him. Whatever is in your hand, will you cast it before him and then do what he, bought, he bids you to do? What is in your hand tonight, church, if we can all stand? We need to be more like David and have the courage to stand up to that giant. We need to be like Moses. Yes, he was scared to go before Pharaoh. God, he listened to God and he trusted in him. What is in your hand tonight, church? If we can close our eyes and lift our hands to the Lord. There's somebody in here tonight that is bound. There's someone in here tonight that has been struggling. But if you cast it down at Jesus' feet, He could touch that situation.